Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. If you've just joined us, then a very warm welcome to the programme. Now it's time to catch up with my American BFF. We're crossing all the way to San Diego to speak to the gorgeous girl gone blind, Maria Johnson. Hello, Mrs. Hello. How are you, Jill? I'm very well this week. All the better for hearing from you obviously. Oh, well, hey, it's my favorite part of the week as well. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, listen, um, we've got lots to talk about today. So let's crack on with it. Because you and I are always talking about some of the experiences that that we go through in our everyday lives as blind and partially sighted people. And, um, you know, some of the things that people say to us, some of the things that people do, the way they react, but also some of the questions that people ask. Now, there's some questions, Maria, that I have to say I would not be able to talk about on air uh, it's not <laughs> for lunchtime ears yeah I, there are some questions that people ask me and sometimes you know you think gosh it's so obvious but on the other hand it's not really that obvious if you've never had sight loss is it I, I understand that people ask questions because you know there's things that I would have wanted to know from a blind person when I was sighted Oh, right. Exactly. When you have not been exposed to the blind and partially sighted world, as you know, we both have, you know, losing vision at a later age, then you have no clue. You just go by what you may read in books, see in movies, television shows, and that's what you think all blind people are like or doing and, and all of that. And it, it just couldn't be further from the truth. And of course, I realized that after I lost my vision that, wow, it's not at all what I thought it would be like. And not that I ever thought about it. <laughs> you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. And I think giving the sighted world credit you know, they just don't know. They just don't know. So they are very curious. And some people ask and some people won't. And I honestly, Jill, I would rather have people ask and have me explain some of those odd or um, random questions that often get asked. Oh, definitely. And I I do agree with you in that I would rather people ask because I think people have to learn. There's no point in us being angry with people if they don't know the answer to and it's bad of us to assume that they should know the answer to a question when they've never experienced sight loss and it's, it's like you say it's about exposure you know to to anything how do you know if you haven't been exposed to it i know mm-hmm. that um when i was losing my sight or when i first lost my sight people would ask me a lot of kind of questions that at first I thought oh my goodness you know that's that's crazy how could you even think that way things like uh does your mum do your makeup does your boyfriend do your makeup people still ask me does your husband do your makeup (laughs) you know things like that and as incredulous I was to hear these questions at the beginning I now totally get it and understand and and you know make light of it but what are some of the frequently asked questions that you're asked well it could be uh, as simple as you know, someone seeing me out and about and I have my sunglasses on, you know, of course, because I'm outside. But they ask, like, do you wear sunglasses all the time? Because that's the portrayal of, of blind is that you wear sunglasses all the time. And I say, no, I don't. But, you know, 
I, I'm not snippy about it. I say, oh, no, 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 you know, just it's outside. But I will admit that if it's very, very bright, even inside, if I'm facing a window, my eyes are so sensitive to light, more so than even when I was sighted. Um, I will put on sunglasses in a restaurant or a store. You know, and I know that looks blind, but it's simply for my own comfort. And, you know, I don't wear them around my house. I don't really wear them around, you know, going to the market or a coffee shop, but only if the light is just really, really uncomfortable for my eyes. And I imagine that's why a lot of blind and even partially sighted people may wear them all the time because they are so light sensitive. And I tell them it's just it just depends on the light sensitivity, and that's when you can choose or choose not to wear sunglasses. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you live in a sunny country as well. You know, we don't have that luxury over here so much. But even a bright sky, the sun doesn't have to be splitting the skies for it to affect people's eyes. Luckily, I'm not sensitive to light, thank goodness. I can imagine that it must be really painful. Or even, you know, the, the glare for people, you know, must be even more blinding if you've got a little bit of sight so I can totally understand that I think some of the questions that I get asked a lot are who cooks for you how do you you know make a meal people assume that my husband cooks for me that my husband would do the housework even along the lines of of, you know how does my guide dog know where it's going they can't get their head around the fact that it's me that's got to almost lead the dog the dog is just making me avoid obstacles Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they think the guide dog actually, you know, just drags you along. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Again, people are not exposed to, you know, the real inside story on guide dogs. But going back to what you were saying about household and cooking and kitchen, cutting things, um, you know, measuring, all of those things. Now, granted, you do have to learn to do those things a different way, but it doesn't mean you can't do them. And um, I mean, people say, how do you how do you cut like that? How do you chop like that? I'm all, well, one, I was doing it for a long time before. And two, I guess I just, I have, you know, I have a lot of courage. <laughs> I have, I have cut myself. I just cut myself yesterday because, you know, I am not that careful. I'm just, I guess I'm kind of a risk taker and I just kind of go for it. But people are like, yeah, like, how do you know how to cut stuff? And I'm like, um, I used to know how, so I have the basics. But another question that I get asked is how do you know what food's on your plate? And I'm like, uh, okay, well, good question. Because when people don't know exactly what you can and can't see, especially, you know, if it's obvious, I do have some small usable vision left. It's a good question, honestly. And sometimes I say, I don't. <laughs> and sometimes I say, well, somebody, you know, somebody's told me and they do the whole clock thing, you know, 12 o'clock chicken, three o'clock rice or whatever it is. Do you know something, and then you, Maria? I, that, that is so helpful. It really is. And I do appreciate when people do that. But I have the memory of a goldfish and people will say to me, so your chicken's at 12 and your rice is at six o'clock. And, and I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, thank you. And I think, what did they say? It's like taking oh, directions in a car. I, you know, somebody says to me, um, you know, if we roll down the window and I'm like, excuse me, can you tell me where such and such is? I'm lost after the second direction. You know, turn left is about all I can remember. <laughs> so all you know is my chicken's at 12. That's all I know. 
hey, let's admit it. Then we're trying, we're cutting through, we're using our utensils and we're eating. After a while, it's all mixed up anyway. So, you know, really, what's even the point? Half the time, I went to a little get-together the other day, and a friend of mine fixed me a plate because there was all kinds of yummy hors d'oeuvres and nibbles on the table. And so she just made me a plate of different things. I had no idea what I was eating. It was kind of just, you know, it was just kind of a mystery, and I would just kind of scoop it in and put it in my mouth and hope to God I liked it. And luckily everything was delicious, but I had no idea what was on my plate, where it was on my plate, because it was just a little bit of everything. So sometimes when it's just a little bit of everything, you don't really know what's on your plate. But when it's pretty obvious, it's four different types of foods, some of us, Jill, can keep track of it <laughs> as we're eating. But, you know, it's a, again, it's a good question because people just don't know. Oh, to have your brains, Maria, honestly. <laughs> hey, I'm losing it half the time. Trust me. <laughs> I pull it together when I talk to you. Now, listen, I want to ask you something. We touched on this a little bit earlier on. Now, I have been asked some pretty inappropriate questions. And obviously, as I said earlier, there's certain things that, that we can't say because it's, it's not appropriate to say on the radio anyway. But mm -hmm. I find sometimes that people will ask me inappropriate questions about what goes on in the bedroom. Um, people will ask me inappropriate questions about what goes on in the bathroom. Um, you know, and, and, you know, how do I know? How do I know? How do I know? And you just think, oh, my goodness, if you can't do these things with the lights off, then you've got a serious problem anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, there's, mm -hmm, there's, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you I've, know I've what I'm trying to say. If, we, if you can't do the lights off, then you got a problem anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been asked some of those questions as well. And, you know, they seem, it seems so obvious to me, like I've, you know, I, okay, something we can talk about. How do you shave your legs? I'm all, um, cause I just, you just do. And you just feel, you know, where you need to shave, you know, it's mind boggling to them. Because again, I think they don't, if they don't know exactly what your vision's like, like for me, with like I already said, with a little bit of vision, they're like, wow, how do you manage? But especially when with like you, Jill, who has no vision at all, I always say I'm a hands-on kind of girl, right? I'm touchy-feely. I'm hands-on. Now, you know, some people are like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's like, you know what? It's it's a necessity now. You know, our hands are our eyes. So just like going back to the cooking and the cleaning and the maybe personal care, a lot of it is hands on because that's how we see. So that's half the answer is I just feel it. Sometimes I feel the food on my plate too. I mean, that's another technique. It's not pretty. <laughs> my mom's horrified when she sees me do that. Why do you have to use your hands? Mom, really? Are you going to ask me that? Really? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes I do. I, I use a fork and maybe I have to kind of feel around with one hand to see kind of where something is on my plate. And, and I don't do that at a very ritzy dinner, but at home, I, you know, I might use the claw, <laughs> the claw technique. So, you know, um, you know, you just, again, you don't know what's going to come at you as far as questions. And, you know, one last question that I'll mention that I get asked is, gosh, it just seems like you can see, like, you know, it just seems like you can see, how are you just looking at me? 
And I get it. I totally get it. I explain that all the time. I explain it to a lot of my friends' kids because I'll be over at a friend's house and my friends will tell me, my kids think you can see because you just act like you can see. I'm like, okay, so are they think I'm lying or <laughs> they think that I'm just doing this for fun? Again, it's in a moment to educate, a moment to explain, and especially to the younger generation who then you're setting them, them up to just be a little more knowledgeable and a little more aware for their future of running into people who are blind or partially sighted or disabled you know, all in all. So, you know, being kind and open about it and not being sarcastic and biting their heads off, it really does help people, you know, not be afraid to ask and not be scared away from having conversations with folks who have a disability. Oh, absolutely, Maria. I sometimes wonder, you know, about the questions that, that I'm asked. And although, as I said, you know, there are some inappropriate questions which kind of annoy me. I don't think there's any call for asking somebody, you know, what goes on in the bedroom or the bathroom because that's private and it's intimate. But it makes me wonder, you know, would you be asking me these questions if I could see? There are some questions that are better left unasked. So. <laughs> yes, I agree. And I imagine that folks who are in wheelchairs get asked those, you know, a little bit too much TMI type questions. Um, folks who may have, you know, have an amputated leg and they're using prosthetics. You know, I imagine a lot of those questions are asked of others, not just with blindness. You know, there's those people that are super curious and super out there. And, you know, those are the ones you got to watch out for. <laughs> Because they're the ones that are going to be super nosy and you know, ask all of the above. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, just just finally, you know, my, my dad is in a wheelchair. He's He's got two false legs and he gets terrible phantom pains in his legs. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely fascinated by this because I couldn't understand how you could still have pain in a limb that is not there, but it does happen. And you hear about it happening all the time. And I said to him, in all seriousness, if you can feel the pain of the leg that's not there, if you massage your prosthetic, does that help? And no, it doesn't. So there's little questions like that that my dad would understand people asking him. But if that goes to show with you talking to your dad, it just goes to show there are questions you know, that, that pop up for others with disabilities. And, you know, it's not just for the blind, like I was saying, but, you know, I mean, I would still ask the same thing, like, you know, just, it's just being curious. And again, he'd probably rather have you ask than constantly just going, God, quit talking about it, dad. What's the problem? Blah, blah. Just, you know, Hey, you know, is there a solution to this? And it's simply just, I just want to help to see if there's a solution, um, that kind of thing. And if it's said in a polite courteous, respectful manner, then, hey, you know, even better, even better. And I, and I think we'd be more likely to respond in a courteous, respectful way if we're asked in a courteous and respectful way. And I hope people will take that in consideration. Very much so. Well, listen, Maria, we're going to leave it there because uh, I've got a whole load of inappropriate questions that I want to ask you off air. But in the meantime, <laughs> if anybody wants to read your blog, you're always updating your blog. It's fascinating and fabulous, just like yourself. How can they do so? 
They can find my blog at girlgoneblind.com. And you can find me on social media on Facebook at Girl Gone Blind, on Twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind, and sometimes on Instagram at Girl Gone Blind. Fantastic. Maria, you have a fabulous week. And I can't wait to catch up with you next week here on The Morning Mix. Oh, always, always my favorite time of the week. And I look forward to it each and every time, Jill. We will talk to you soon. See you soon. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts. <laughs>